The following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. show with ron russell bringing you the good times in music fashion pop culture and entertainment we got a really great show for you guys today it's going to be a lot of fun um before we get started let's say hi first off to our cool outrageous man about town coast mr ron russell and astro yeah i am so excited about today's show i love cc pennies and a lot and it's going to be such fun uh visiting with her yes i think we're seeing her this weekend at the white party yeah, she's coming to Palm Springs. And actually, so when we'll she talk plays... talk about that when she comes on the show. Uh, right? Oh, hang on. She just texted me. So, no, 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 no. 12.15. Okay, anyway. Um, oh, so she's coming on at 12.15? Yes. Okay. No, she's supposed to come on. <clears throat> she's coming in from Arizona. That's where she lives, in Arizona. Right. So I think she's an hour <laughs> different. We must remind her of that. There's an hour difference from Pacific t- time and Western time. Yes. Anyway, she's going to be making it because she says she's here. So she's going to be here. So anyway, that makes me if happy. you see me sniffing again, I do not do cocaine. It's not a cocaine sniff nose. My daughters, both, and I are suffering from the pollen in Palm Springs. We had a lot of rain this year, and it made all the desert crap grow. And the winds are blowing now 45, 50 miles an hour. So everything is just all over the place. And my sinuses are killing me. So I'm going to be constantly doing this, <laughs> sniffing, because the snots are running out of my nose. And it won't be attractive for me to sit here with snots running down my lip. You know, when I was a kid in school, uh, maybe seventh, eighth grade, there was another kid who used to, he had snots here and he'd do this. I used to do that. You used to do that? That's disgusting. Licking your snot. I mean, what the hell did I marry? I married a real weirdo freak. You used to lick your snots? Yeah, I think when I was a kid I did. (laughs) Anyway, let's say hi. Next cop topic. Our chat room is (laughs) people are starting to show up. Viral Victor from Australia. No, no, from England, from the UK. Viral Victor is there and Lady Lake is in there. We're going to have a lot of fun. And um, before we get started, I want to wish a very happy birthday today to a friend of Ron and I's. Her name is Diane McClure-Repetto, and today is her birthday. We want to wish her a happy birthday. And um, uh, and I don't know how old she is, but she's a fabulous friend. And so we want to wish her the best day today and every day, obviously. And I taught her about lipstick. There are three things a woman must always have. Lipstick, 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 because lipstick attracts men. If you do not have lipstick on, your mouth is boring. 
Marilyn Monroe, Jane Mansfield, Jane Russell, Sophia Loren, they all wore lipstick with lip gloss to make their mouths look like a wet vagina. Because when men see pink or red lips, they think sex, and that attracts them to women. And this is a fact, a proven fact that's been said over the years. So many cosmetologists say this, not to women when they make them up, but in essence, they do. So if you want to attract a man when you go out, wear lipstick with lip gloss and smile because that means you're a happy snatch and you'll get a guy that way. So I keep telling Diane and uh, 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 the same as my dog Brandy, her best friend, wear lipstick, girls, because it works. I tell everybody that. There's a wonderful movie that Jacqueline Bizet did and it was about a madam in Paris, and a reporter girl goes to Paris to interview this, this madam, and the madam is the one that said, remember, there's only three things a woman must do, lipstick, 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 and it's true. Uh, it's, it's the thing that attracts men the most. Years ago, they used to wear white lipstick, and all the men thought that was disgusting. Men didn't even want to kiss a girl with white lipstick. And if you wear blue lipstick or green lipstick, no way. Green looks like a moldy mouth and blue looks like you got beat up. So a beautiful soft pink peach, a pale, pale pink, pink is nice. Men like that. They like to kiss pink lips. Think about it, girls. And all you guys out there, you know it. If a girl has sexy lips, you can't wait to kiss them. Right, Jimmy? Do I Absolutely. Have, I, I, I don't have lips. Look. I have little lips. Little lips. Little thin Mine lips. are hidden by the beard. Which uh, Cindy <laughs> Lady like says she always wears lipstick, even when she's like at home, like not Yeah, well, you have out. to. I mean, if you if you want to be sexy, it's a part of being a woman. You know, today tattoos and and spears in their ears and lips and that crap appeals to certain men, but not all men. So. Each woman has to find what Tattoos makes and spears. No, really. I mean, they have those things in their tongue, which is retarded. The thing in the nose to make them look like a slave. I mean, you know, these are all things that are gimmicky shit, stupid, jerky things that kids do. Women, Grace Kelly would never do that. Audrey Hepburn, Sophia Loren, Jane Russell, they would never disfigure their faces with metal or, or sticking things in their nose or those things in the ear that I can't even look at when they make that huge hole in the ear like in Africa. I mean, what are we going, primitive? I actually put a picture on Facebook, and it was a picture of a dude with like, I don't know, probably 500 piercings in his face. Oh, that's sick. And it says, this is what happens when you when you run into a tackle box at 50 miles an hour. <laughs> oh, that's a joke. But no, I believe that people that disfigure themselves deliberately by tattooing their face were not happy with who they looked like. And they said, let's cover it up and let's let's make it into a mistake. Anyway, I'm old fashioned. You know, I come from the days of when a woman looked like a woman and a man looked like a man. And we, <laughs> shut up. And we knew who we were. <laughs> men knew they were men and women knew they were women. Today we're all confused at who's who. You know, I have, we have so many trans friends, and our trans friends are not militant like some of these trans people out there today that are crazy. I mean, now they want to put tampons in a men's room. I mean, how, how do you put a tampon machine in a men's room? We don't need a tampon machine. And transsexuals, they don't get periods. So they don't need tampons in the men's room. So why do they want to do crazy. this nonsense? It's all stupidity. Anyway. It's, it's like the hippies. In my day, it was hippies. 
peace, brother, love, all that bullshit. Then, then we all became materialistic. All the hippies I knew back then that used to hate me because I once wore a Gucci safari jacket with Gucci epaulets on top, and they made fun of me. Those very same people today drive Mercedes, live in very big homes, and dress to the nines. They spend money like crazy, which goes to prove it's the have-nots that hate the haves. Until the have-nots have, then they're the best friend of the haves. <laughs> in Italian, there's a wonderful saying also. Desprezzo. Uh, no. Uh, how does it go? Anyway, who doesn't like until they buy? And that's my little bit of philosophy for the day. But no, seriously. Uh, there are so many different styles today that people are doing, and it's okay. Everybody has a right to be who they want to be. I mean, if a guy wants to walk around with lipstick and he's built like Hercules and looks like an idiot, that's his right. doesn't mean it, it's going to be soothing to our eyes when I see some of these really handsome men that are half women and half men. I mean, I get confused. And I worked as a female illusionist for years, but it was a job, and I was an actor. I never lived as a woman. I never thought of I was a woman, and I never wanted to be a woman. I love being a man. Um, so, you know, it's very difficult for people my age to adjust to what's going on today in the world. But you know what? It's no longer my world. I'm on my way out, and the kids that are coming in have a whole bunch of stuff to do until they're on their way out. So let them do it their way. What do I care? You know, I'm not having my wang chopped off for nobody. So that's all that matters. I take care of me. Let everybody take care of them. There you right? go. Well, right. I think that's fine. Everybody do what they want to do. Just don't, but I don't believe, but you don't force it on everybody else. No, but I don't believe that kindergarten, first and second grade should have drag queens come in and talk about how wonderful drag is. Drag is an act, an act. it's a performance and it's done on a stage. Let these kids grow up, and when they find out there's a drag review in town, they'll go see it. But I don't think children at two and three years old can understand why a man is dressed as a woman. I think it's a little baffling. In my day, boys had boy toys and girls had girl toys. Not anymore. Now they switch it. Boys have dolls, and they play Barbies, and I don't know if that's good or bad. Uh, if I were young today and my daughters, I would still buy them girl toys. I want them to be mothers and women and, and feminine. I don't want a G.I. Joe daughter. It is a new world, though, and I think that things are changing. And, and well, things are changing, but I don't know that things are changing for the better or the worse. I can't figure it out. I don't really know, and I really uh, I really don't care because it's not my world. Well, it's not, right. And it's not the world we live. I mean, we no, don't see it, but we don't, we don't live in that world. So I lived in my world. My world has come and gone. Uh, Next week, I'll be 83 years old, 83 years on this planet. You do no, learn. Two weeks, two weeks. Two weeks. <laughs> you, do learn, you do learn a lot in 83 years on the planet. You've experienced a lot. And um, you get confused because I've seen the decades go by. The 1940s, the war, the 1950s, prosperity. The 1960s, the hippies. The 1970s, the revolutions. The 1980s, who knows? And then today, what the hell? Okay, so let's go back to entertainment. Well, this is entertainment to people who are interested. Not everybody wants stupidity, you know, ha, 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 and acting like jerks. 
There you are, never do that. Well, I'm a comedian, but I do have serious moments. You know, I am on this planet, and I do have a voice, and I do have an opinion. Which and, we do want to thank everybody for tuning in last week because the Tamara, Tamara, Tamara Glynn interview uh, show, it did really well. Well, it was a wonderful show. Because we talk the truth on my show. I don't I know our guests are pre-warned. Do not come on our show and be a star and don't talk about yourself like you're better than everybody because then I can't stand it. Come on the show and let's talk real. Make believe we're in Brooklyn, in the projects where I was born, in the kitchen having coffee and Entenmann's crumb cake, and we're talking like friends. That every star has told us. Those that do it give us a great show. Those that ignore it and do, well, I'm going to be in a movie next week and I'm a star and I'm on television. Then I have a Broadway show and then I, 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 I am, I will, I do, I, 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 I. You people are bored because there's nothing worse. My mother used to say self-praise stinks. And you know what? Self-praise does stink. So they want to see your watch for today. My wristwatch is blue and yellow because I'm wearing blue, white, green, yellow, orange, every shit and color. Look at this. Oh, look. Want to see cleavage? <laughs> mm. Anyway, that's enough. Now we can get stupid again. But I love Cece. I, I adore her. You know, she was uh, at our house the last time she was in Palm Springs. And we ate and danced and had the best time. She's a fun gal. She's a beautiful, beautiful girl also. So today, I'm going to try to fix her up with uh, five, how do you say it? High five. High five. Remember I said in one of the shows? What was his name? I forgot his name. But I said, I have a girl for you. And he said, my God, Cece, he loves Cece. He thinks she's gorgeous. And I'm going to try to fix them up. Hey, we're live. So people can maybe hear this. Are you on Google Chrome? Oh, wait. That's Cece? Yeah. CC's on his phone. Hang on. People have trouble with this new crap streaming. You know, years ago, the Johnny Carson show was nice because the guests came into the studio, sat on the sofa, and nothing went wrong. But now with this streaming and technique and this and that, it's, it's very difficult. Uh, very, very difficult. And lots of people who are over 50, they don't know how to uh, work these gadgets of today. Like me, for example. You know, Jimmy bought this car that has, I don't know why, it does everything but make coffee. But I don't know how to turn the radio on. I don't know how to do any of it in this car. <laughs> this car is a very, very expensive, high-tech car. What kind of car is it? Mercedes. Well, what kind? The number? C43 AMG Turbo convertible so he got the, the most expensive stupidest machine in the world it doesn't <laughs> doesn't even drive nice i want the truth you feel every pebble in the road was a little stupid skinny tires i think the car is overpriced and i mean i would have been my tt roadster which is an 04 tt quadro rides better than his mercedes my car has big tires so it's soft you bounce but i just think everything is so inflated all prices of everything are gone ridiculous. So that's why I've gone back to robbing banks. So Actually, I'm looking for a getaway driver. If anybody out there loves how to drive a getaway car, car contact me. Uh, this way we can hit some banks. So I could buy, you know, milk, bread, uh, toilet paper, and coffee. I have to rob a bank in order to afford them. 
We want to give a shout out to Victor too in the Who? viral Victor in the chat room. He said because like he he helps me with websites when I have website. He's like a genius, you guys. So if you ever need a website made, uh, he's the guy to go to, and uh, well, you can hit me up. Who is Victor? What Victor Mature? What no, Victor? he goes by Viral Victor there. That's not his real name, but I don't know if he wants his real name out there. So well, how's he going to get clients? He can come to me, and I can tell people where to go. There you go. Welcome, Cece. Okay, she's there. All right. So, oh, you guys, so we're going to bring on oh. Cece. She, she, she made it in. Um, do you want to do this or no? Yes, I want to okay. do this. We uh, might get thrown off the air, but we're going to try. No, just for a second. We're just going to play the legal talk. All right, everybody. So, we're very excited to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, one of the biggest dance artists, musicians, oh. singers, coolest chicks on the planet. Finally, we have CC Peniston. Hello and welcome to the show. Yay! 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 You get most every time I see you. Look at you, you beauty. What's with you? What do you take, magic pills? Look, that's that's hot. That's what she said. <laughs> she said that's Botox. Are you on now? Now let me ask you: Are you on the phone? This is Botox. Okay. Are you are you on a phone right now, or are you on the computer? I'm on the phone. If you can turn the phone sideways. Okay. Is this bad? Hold on one sec. Let me get in my. Hold on one sec. Uh, <laughs> Look at how high ceilings in your house. Wow. So, so yeah. Hey! You got a new look. You went blondish and curly. You know, I'm always changing from day to day. I get bored. So I said, if I get bored, I know everybody else gets bored. You know that one, right? You know, I, I did a big <laughs> thing on Facebook today about you because you know how much I love you and that song. That's probably one of my most favorite songs in the world, finally. It's a classic. It goes down as music. I wrote about it as music classic. I played it with my earplugs in and at my computer, and my feet couldn't stop. I was dancing while I was sitting down. That song, and I want to know all about it. I think we've asked you on the last show, but I'm going to ask you on this one. How the wait, hell? Wait, wait. We got to introduce her to people. Say hi to the chat room. There's no one else that looks like this. I know, anyway. you're fabulous. And I, I want to tell you, so I went on Wikipedia today because I was like, okay, I know a lot about CC. We've been friends. We work together. Um, but you have all kinds of shit I didn't know about you on your Wikipedia. Your Wikipedia, you got a really detailed Wikipedia. Most people's not so detailed. <laughs> you know what? I feel like they're doing too effing much on my Wikipedia. First of all, I don't need 10 pages. Look, half of that, look, they said, what did they say? Look, this is funny. So um, they said I had a tummy tuck. I'm like, I have no children. I don't know how I had a tummy tuck. Okay, that's <laughs> Okay, so that, that's one. And then they're like, with further ado on the third album, baby. I'm like, how do you have your personal opinion in Wikipedia? So I know it's somebody that's just like, somebody's fucking with you or wants to put out shit on you that, like it said, you had a beef with Monica on there. And I was like, that's fucking, oh, you know, that's jacked they, up. They, they, and they, they do it to me. Also. But they also said you dated JoJo Haley. Is that true? No. Okay, so on there it says you dated JoJo Haley. You did do a yeah. song. I did, I did. You know what? 
I feel like it adds to the fun. Hey, let's have oh, fun. Oh, no, it really does. I was super <laughs> I was super impressed. I was like, hey, you guys, JoJo Haley, you guys, just so you don't know, that's Casey and JoJo, one of the biggest R&B groups like in history. And, uh, and, and they had so I, I much great stuff. question answered. Okay. Shut those lips. Oh, you guys are so cute. Look, I miss you guys. I miss you, too. I really do. <laughs> I want to invite you to the house. If you have time, I'll make all, I make homemade pizza. And Cece, uh, they're the crazy Cece I love. Who <laughs> we I, we had her on the show two weeks ago. Yeah, and she's oh, I, that's theater. my girl. I just watched her this morning. Yeah, I know. So I would like you and the two Cece's to come by, hang out at the house. We'll have pizza. You guys can drink wine. I don't. And and we can just wrap and talk. Oh, how, what but anyway, I want to know. We'll get that to that. Go. I no, want but listen. But Jimmy, you know what? But listen, Ron makes the best sauce. I had your sauce, honey. So yeah. I already. You make the best sauce. So just, yeah, make a good piece. I've been to the house before, so yes. I don't know. Look. Yeah, no, no. I know he was looking for the videos today because he, he actually did a video vacuuming doing finally, but we couldn't find it. Right. CC, CC. Yes. I have to say something, and people out there, please don't think I'm blowing smoke up my own ass because I'm not. But I know so many celebrities. I mean, I know so many famous people, but some are just sparklers and this is a sparkler don't ask me why i fell in love with her but i did she's a sparkler that's what i could you're not even a star you're a sparkler beyond a star you have a wonderful voice i wish your music was current it's a sin that your music and the music of what's his name who we love the, the swing guy we went to his concert sammy sammy b no Stevie B. Stevie oh, B. I'm working. Uh, Steve, I'm working with Stevie B. You know Stevie B, right? I love Stevie B. And his music, and his music is not happening. Which brings me, I'm segueing into this little trap for you, my darling. Okay, let's You're go. Ready? You ready for this one? Yes. Five. What's it called? Five five. Oh, high five. Okay. High five <laughs> was on our show, and on high five was a very very. Tall, I forgot his thin, name. Handsome black guy, really good looking. So I Might said, not be "Wait!" I said you, to though. him, "Are you married?" He said, "No, but I'm looking." I said, "Oh, I have a girl for you." He <laughs> said, oh. "I said, C.C. Pennington." He said, "Oh my God, she's gorgeous. She wouldn't and look." He at says me. he knows you. No, he also says he knows. He you. knows you. He said she would never look at me. I said, "Well, we'll see." When I see C.C., I'm going to ask her. <laughs> He called, would you go on a date? He's really a sweetheart of a guy. I mean, he's really nice and well-spoken. Well he's a gentleman. He's not a pig. You know what's funny is that people don't know this, but High Five is like one of my all-time favorite groups. Like, whenever I go to a party, if they don't have High Five, I get agitated. I'm like, look, where is High Five? She's playing hard to get the song. She's playing hard to get. It's like playing my favorite. Hard hard to get. Get. He's, he's really a handsome, handsome black man. He's got beautiful features and he's tall and he's thin, well-spoken gentleman. I was very, if you were gay and, and I wasn't with this old man, I would have gone out with him myself. <laughs> and I would have played, oh, me, he's he lives in Texas. And he lives in Texas, not far from Arizona. Oh, hey, hey, boys. Have you played with him ever? Have you guys ever done a show together? You know what? One time, actually, uh, probably about like four years ago, I did a show with them. But look, I played them all the time. So like we played four years ago. It was like me, high five. 
And there was like somebody else, but I don't remember who else that was. But yeah, I know exactly. You it's a pretty good mix for you, though. Well, That's he, he just, I like I like the tall boys. I like I like. Yeah. Them. No, but the first thing that came out of his mouth was, "Oh my God, I know her. She's gorgeous. She won't want to go out with me." <laughs> and I said, "You never know." You well, know? I just don't want the short ones. You know, the ones that you can breastfeed standing up. I don't. <laughs> no, no, no. This one's tall. No, no. Listen, I saw you. I saw your last boyfriend. And he was built like. We don't know her. if that was her last boyfriend because we haven't well, seen her in two since years. Since I've seen her, you <laughs> Hercules. That guy it wasn't was, my boyfriend. It was just a friend. It was a You're friend. Kidding. Yeah. Well, so, we won't mention no names, but he was a nice yeah, guy. Right. Great. Great. He great. doesn't remember the name anymore. <laughs> no, you know what it is? I'm Italian. And Italians are born hopeless romantics. We love to see people in love. We love love. We love movies. We love food. We love everything. We just love birds. And I see you as such a splendid person. And you have so much to give a lucky guy because you're talented, you're beautiful, you're smart, you're charming, you're witty, and you can dance. So I, I, I would love to see you with somebody. One is not a good number, Cece. When you get to be my age, it's nice to have, even though I fight with them all the time, it's nice to have. <laughs> You know what that is? I call that, and you're going to laugh about this. I call that the FFM. You know what that is? No. Fight fucking makeup. That's, That's right. right. Fight fucking makeup. That's you're right. I but I, I, I really think that all people, you know, so many people say, oh, I don't want anybody. I don't want anybody. But they're full of crap because the next time I see them, they're with somebody. And I said, I thought you said you didn't want anybody. Oh, well, he's special or she's special. Mm -hmm. All right, give me a break. But, you know, I was always looking on the look. I mean, when I was... He saying, always looks for people for you. Every time we go someplace. <laughs> like, you know, I love, look, I just want a good guy who loves on me, who understands me, who's funny. I love a guy who's funny. Like, if you can make me he's laugh. Funny. Listen, this guy's funny. And I asked him a question. I have balls, you know. I've got big balls. I said, you don't deserve... <laughs> no, I said, you don't deserve... <laughs> because if you're a drug addict, we're not interested. <laughs> And he said, no, I, he's, hey, he's, how you really feel? Look, he's a Christian and he doesn't believe in drugs or alcohol. Now, we like to do all that. He's a like, good Christian, and I like that also because I know you're a Christian. He like talks also. to everybody about you. We're on a red carpet with uh, with Cynthia Bailey, and he's like talking to Cynthia Bailey because she used to be dated, she used to be married to Leon, you know, and he's a big famous <laughs> and actor. I love Leon. Yes, and fine, and, and he's fine. She's beautiful as well. Beautiful. Beautiful. I said to her, what's wrong with you? I said, I love Leon. He's the nicest guy in the world. Why'd you divorce him? So she started to laugh. She said, hey, Ron, you know, things change. I said, oh, bullshit. I said, you should go back with Leon. Meanwhile, she was married to somebody else. I don't uh, know. She's like, but, but, but everywhere we go, anytime we, meet, uh, anytime we meet a handsome black man who's not like 20, uh, he always like – tries to fix you up and figure out, but then he talks to him and finds out like he's like, no, Yeah, I they're not gonna be any good I'm for like, her. I'm like I'm like your <laughs> He's father. like your father. I'm like your father. <laughs> I, love it. I have to approve of your man. If I don't like his ways, if I think he's a dopey, a jerk, a a, a screwball or a woke or one of those other nut jobs, not for you. You need a sensible man, tall, thin, He's handsome. He's not jealous. With money. You need money also. I don't like poverty. He has to support himself. Yes. Right. There you go. I'm, I'm going to contact and him. And not be jealous the fact that you're like a superstar. I'm and everybody going knows to contact you. him and say to him, 
CC said, let's have dinner or lunch. <laughs> Texas is not far from Arizona. He's really good looking. Look, see, right? You're trying to get me in trouble. <laughs> no. You know what the hell? Oh, you didn't ask her if she's dating anybody. <laughs> what if she's oh, got a boyfriend? You, know you know what's funny? I really don't like to tell people what I'm doing because they always wonder, like, we never see you with anybody. And I was like, um, unless he's my husband, you never will. <laughs> good. That's good. So I just kind of keep my private life to myself because I feel like good. that's good. the only thing that I have that's like, that's my private part. When know? our last show got, I, eight, our yeah, last show got eight million plays, so why don't you tell everybody who you're dating? <laughs> no, you, know what? you know what? I'm from, I'm from the 1940s Hollywood. And back in those days, we had magazines that would photograph the stars on dates in their home. It was all bullshit. Tab Hunter was dating Natalie Wood. Meanwhile, he was screwing uh, Tony Perkins. So, <laughs> you know, but it was called publicity. So sometimes you have to let the public a little bit into your private life. So you're not only a performer, but you're a human. People like humanity. Like if you... Like some stars, they become alcoholics and they fall down in the street and they write about it. Well, the public feels sorry for them and the public wants to I'm help. I'm glad you them. don't do that. No, I'm not saying <laughs> oh, I've done that before. I have drank and thought about it. Baloney, Nobody baloney. knows about hey, it. Where are you appearing at the white part? I know you're the star of the white part. <laughs> yes, you're doing Look, you're gonna- Hey, that was a long time ago, though, Jimmy. Look, let's yes. not. I know, I know. So wait, you're going to be here this weekend, May 14th. You're performing at the White Party, which, by the way, we've had Anaya Day, and I think we've had Crystal Waters both on the show. Robin S. we have not had, but you're performing with those. Uh, when, are you, when are you performing? Sunday? Sunday uh, at around, I think, what, 7 o'clock, something like that. Where, where is it going to be held? I bet she doesn't know. It's wherever the White Party is. It's and, in, like, and, in a big field someplace, <laughs> I think. Jimmy, he said, I bet she doesn't know. Look. <laughs> and how, well, all you do is perform everywhere, so you just probably get on a plane and go and show up and do your shit. And how much of the Look, I need to know time. If the sound's going to be great, what the outfits are, hair, makeup. Let me do my thing. Let me make people smile. You know what? One thing I like to do is, like, I just want to make people smile. I want them to have memories. Because you know what? Like, for me, when I hear other artists, and what they don't understand is, like, they create memories for me. So I'm like, when I hear their music, I'm like, yo, I'm by the side, like, yo, I remember in so-and-so-and-so, this music came on or this song came on, and they don't understand that they are my memories as well. So it just, it kind of goes back back and forth. You know what I mean? Who loves me? I love them, you know? Yeah, definitely. You give what you get. Yeah. But you are timeless because your music is timeless. I mean, you know, I was a fan of Mary Wells, not Mary, Mary Wells, yeah, Mary, Wilson, Mary oh. Wells, Mary Wells. That's how far back I go. Remember Mary Wells? You don't of know Of course. Mary. Who could oh, you know Mary Wells. Okay. That's how far back, you know, love, we better make up here before we break up and you lose me. Look to me, the one who really loves you. Classic music. Or how about Ain't No Mountain High Enough? Uh, ain't no mountain high yeah, enough. Goosebumps, goosebumps. <laughs> Hey, these songs will never end. Tina Turner, never. Oh, that's end. my girl. You know, you know how much I love her. I love Tina Turner so much. Like she is like my muse. She is like my, like my idol. Like I love her. You know how people have people that they love. Yeah, and I love doing her voice. 
I can do her voice. Oh, do her voice. You want me to do it? Okay, hold on. You must understand it's the touch of my hand. Oh, wait. You must understand it's the touch of your hand. Makes my pulse react. Oh, oh God, that's <laughs> fabulous. That's what you can play, Tina. Oh, what's love got to do? You know what? Got if, to do with it. If they ever update her life story again, you may tell the real truth because the, the story that they told about Tina was not all the truth. Tina had to curb a lot of stuff. But if they ever do the truth, the real Tina Turner life story, you should play it because you could sing it. I would love you to dance you know, it. You could, dance. You could do her, her shake. You know what's funny is that people don't know, like as artists, when you say curb, a lot of times you curb because you don't want to embarrass or say anything off about the executives or the people that have, Gigi, shut up about the, um, that's my dog. You don't oh. want to say anything to embarrass or to make anyone in a bad light, right? You may know here, you may know what you see, but at the same time, God gave you a gift and you have to do that gift, right? Don't call it a life, a true life story. Don't do that because you're deceiving the public. If no, I'm not deceiving. Not you know you. Is, not I've been deceived. You. No. I'm just, I've been deceived and she's been deceived, but there are certain, let me say this, that people don't know. There are certain contractual things that are put into clauses that say, hey, if you say this, you're going to get jacked up. Yes. So yeah. sometimes it's not that the artist doesn't want to be like. Totally real. I want to fight you. I want to put on my um, my bonnet like somebody's no, I, auntie. I understand. We understand all of that because we've had some difficulty with that sort of thing also, because I'm very outspoken and I tell what I feel, whether you like it or not. If you don't like it, shut your TV. Don't watch me. <laughs> uh, so far, 5 million people every week watch us. So they like us. So whatever we're doing, we're doing right. And what I deal in is honesty. Every one of my people out there that watch our show know if Ron Russell says it, it's the truth. I will not bullshit any, like loving you. I don't do that with every guest that comes on, you know. If I don't love you, I, I just say, hi, it's so nice to see you. Do you look good? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Jimmy, you know I know. Ron, you know I know. Look, you, you're my boy. I love y'all. I already know. If you don't like somebody, you'll be like, okay, and three, two, one. Interview is over in 30 minutes. Y'all be like 29, look, 29 and 59 seconds. It was so nice to have you. We had a record no, one for like 12 minutes once. And believe it or not, we're actually friends with the person now. Uh, I'm not going to tell everybody. What happened? Uh, Ron Moss. The first time we had Ron Moss on, Ron couldn't ah! speak. And he's like from, in a big band and a huge soap opera star. And we were in Pennsylvania. And Ron made a joke about how good looking he is. And he didn't take it well. And like immediately Ron, Ron was like, yeah, we're like done with this. And we were like, bye. And I swear it wasn't even eight minutes. Yeah, but I got him years later when I met him. We were sitting in uh, Sue Wong's uh, solarium in her mansion, and I was talking to he and his wife, Devin, who I love. We've become very good friends. And Ron Moss is a sweetheart, and I mentioned that to him. And he said, oh, sometimes we don't feel good when we get interviewed, but you know, we, we get it a little testy. I said, testy? I said, you're an out-and-out fuck. 
So we are good. And now we're friends. Now we're friends. He's been on the show again. And I'm they, so done, Ron. They just moved to Arizona. Oh, so, yeah. They moved to so Arizona. So Ron Moss and Devin are living in Arizona. You froze. Oh, no. She froze. What happened? See, Can see. you hear us? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh. You might have to come back. You might have to come back. Let's see what's going I'm not on. Saying. Oh, there we go. Hold on. You're frozen. Well, we got to keep talking, otherwise people think we went off. The oh yeah, we, we didn't go off there, you guys. CC froze on us, and I'm not this, sure this why. This is the the bad part of podcasting. Rather, than, that happens everywhere, though. Yeah, but in studio interviews are so much easier, my God, because the guest is there, you're talking to them. It, it's a nicer feeling. I wish we could go back to in studio uh, interviews, but I doubt we ever will. We'll never go back because celebrities now are so used to doing it from their bedroom. They don't want to get dressed and have to come on. So, Cece, if you can hear us, maybe, like, log out and log back in again. Or, Juan, I don't know if there's anything you can tell her to do uh, or send her something in the chat. But uh, let's see if we can do something there. And uh, in the meantime, chat room, what's up? Um, this is Cece Peniston. She's had, I think, five number ones on Billboard. And she's fabulous. Maybe we could play her song, Love. Uh, not Love. It's not called Love. What's it called? That, that, that's Angie's song. No, I know, but this one's about love. What is it? Love. Oh, it's called Are You Ready? Are You Ready? Let's play uh, Are Let's you play ready? Are You Ready one while we're getting CC back on. Right. You guys, this is CC Paniston's new, uh, newest song. It's called Are You Ready? I got a great video of uh, of Ron dancing with her in the living room, and check it out. Are You Ready by CC Paniston. Hopefully, we'll be right back. <laughs> Oh, 
sideways again. You are so you're such a stuffer. CC, listen up. You keep me alive, you know that? Because I play that song finally and a bunch of others three times a week and I dance for a half hour for cardiovascular and to keep my weight down. Seriously. So for all you people out there that want to lose weight, put this music on. You can't help. Listen, when I went to see Priscilla, a Queen of the Desert, and finally was played on that movie, I almost jumped out of my seat. I couldn't stop moving. While I was- <laughs> there you go. Perfect. While I was watching the movie, I couldn't sit still. No, I like that. CeCe's music and a lot of other people's music. Sister Sledge. I love her too. Kathy. I love Kathy Sledge. You know Kathy Sledge? She froze again. I think it's your, your camera, your phone. Uh, maybe we should have made her keep it where it was. Yeah. Uh, All right. We'll, we'll keep talking. Anyway. Uh, there are so many, uh, shit. She dropped the phone though. Maybe that did something with it. Could have been, could be. There are so many performers out there today who are from the, the golden era of music. I call it one. You can bring her out and tell her to come back in again. And just, uh, Oh, I tell her that, tell her that. Oh, hang on. You know, because music is of a different date doesn't mean it's old. There's no such thing as old music. Music belongs to everyone, and music is timeless. If you enjoy it, it's not old. If you don't like it, then what, what does it matter? But the music of today, I'm not happy with. It doesn't do to me what this music does. Uh, these disco sounds or swing or, or, uh, or whatever they're called of years ago really got you going, kept you popping and jumping and hopping. Absolutely. So let's do a little bragging for Cece while we're waiting yes, for, for all this to work out. So first of all, you guys, she had five number one hits on the U.S. Billboard Hot Dance charts. Um, uh, finally, we got a love thing. Keep on walking. I don't know what the other ones were. Inside that, I cried and moving on probably would be my like guest. Um, she also starred in The Wiz. She played Glenda the Good Witch with Peebo Bryson and Grace Jones. Wow, oh, Grace um, Jones. I met her. She was fun. Grace Jones was quite a character. I met her in Greenwich Village many, many, many years ago, and I first thought she was a drag queen because I thought it was a man because she's as tall and big as a man. And then they said to me, that's Grace Jones. And I said, oh, my God, really? She was quite a a very strange woman. When she spoke, she didn't make so much sense. (laughs) No, she was like she spoke poetically or something weird. Yeah, she was a supermodel though, and she was in the bad guy in James Bond in one of the James Bond movies. She was freaking. Oh, I know awesome. who Grace Jones is. Yeah, I know her brother. So do you? Yes, unfortunately, he passed. He died. Yes, oh. a couple of years ago, I think. Can't I think cancer? He was such a nice fellow. Chris, his name was Chris Jones. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that he died. Oh, actually, Victor Niles Nile Rogers. We know Nile Rogers. He's been on the show, and uh, he's very good friends with my business partner Eileen. So we know Niall Rogers, just to let you know. <laughs> People in here in the chat room are saying things. Niall Rogers, we know Niall Rogers. He's a huge music producer. Um, we know everybody. Yes, she is. We know everybody. Okay, so I just bragged and told everybody that you had five number one hits on the U.S. Billboard chart. So as I was reading your Instagram, I mean, not your Instagram, your Wikipedia, so – uh, there, there's this song, and I had never even heard the song before until like ten years ago. Somebody auditioned on on uh, X Factor in in Britain, and they sang the song, and I love the song. Um, 
And then I was on your Wikipedia and you did a cover of the song. And I don't know if it was officially released, but the song is somebody else's guy. It's like the greatest song on the fucking planet. You did a cover, right? Thank you. I did it on my was the third, second album. No, third album. Come on. Get off my horse, and I can't let you go. You are the one who makes me feel so real. Yeah, yeah. Oh, what am I supposed to do, baby? That's wonderful. And I'm so hooked up on you. But look. That's great. That's so look, I never sing live, and I do that on purpose because I'm like, I only want to do it sometimes. I feel like when you do it all the time, people get used to the all the time, and they get, like, bored. Your acoustics are so good. Kudos to us. Kudos to us. I know, but that's what I'm saying. I'm happy that you think we're so special that you did this for us. Uh, You know, I can't say enough about you. I can't say enough about Patti LaBelle. And I can't say enough about Kathy Sledge, uh, three of the people who I really, really love watching perform. I want to say something that's going to sound very, very, I don't know, maybe not so hot, but I don't give a shit. For all of you out there, (laughs) go fuck yourself. (laughs) Black black entertainers have brought to our culture some of the best music ever, ever, ever. Ever created. And ever since I remember when I was 10 years old, there was a singing group called the Ink Spots. If I I didn't care for you. And I remember in my neighborhood, people telling me, was, you know, we had the, the, the little uh, radio. Get those ends off. Could you imagine that? You know, the word, the, the end yes. word. And as a 10-year-old boy, I'd say, fuck you. I come from an Italian neighborhood, Brooklyn. We talk that way. Yeah, <laughs> my, my parents are from Brooklyn, so I get Oh, yay! Yeah, so she knows. Yeah. It's my radio. Fuck you. You're not going to tell me who to play on my radio. But I then realized that we had a problem. Imagine at 10 years old. Johnny Mantis came into my life at 16. I've met Johnny three times. I love and adore him. He's a nice Oh, my God. Fella. He would dump me for Johnny Mantis and in a heartbeat. I'm a junker. <laughs> no, I, I only play Johnny Mantis when we play cards every week with my kids. I only I, I know every Johnny. I have every album of his. I love him, too. So black people have really brought a culture to our world that we didn't have before. We had Peggy Lee, who's wonderful, and Doris Day, and Rosemary Clooney, but these were all, you know, very, very conservative singers. They sang lyrics nicely, but they didn't sing soul. Then Mary Wells came along, and Diana Ross, and a bunch of other girls, and soul became the music sound. And my darling, when you sing, it comes from your soul, not your mouth. Thank you. I, I appreciate 
And you know what's crazy? But I'm not being bullshit artist here. I'm not trying he never to says see, that shit. I'm to not anybody. trying to. <laughs> Sorry, no. I know him. I know. My no, you're, no. My, you're my friend already. But I can't say enough about you or Patty Labelle. Patty Labelle, I have never met. Came close to it because Kathy Sledge lived next door to us in Pennsylvania, and and Patty was going to her house for dinner, and she said. Oh, I was inviting Patty and her husband to my house for dinner. She said to me, can I bring Patty LaBelle? I almost dropped dead. I said, you're going to bring Patty LaBelle to cook? <laughs> Cooks like to go tomorrow to my house? As it turned out, we sold our house and had Moved. to move before it happened. And I regret that day because I, I'm going to go back to Philly when we move back to New York. And I'm going to go away. I know where Patty lives. I'm knocking on her door. I'm going to say, no, listen, bitch, call the cops. I don't care. But I love you. And I have to I meet. love her. I love her. When I tell you as a child, um, I just loved her music so much. She influenced me so many times. I remember going to the Soul Train Awards. She was there. Luther was there. And I met her. And I was like 21 years old. And she was like, hi, baby. How you doing? And I was sitting there like loving you i love you like she was so warm and yeah. just like look i have her cookbook so i i take a few tips from there too <laughs> so i'm just telling you i absolutely love her and i thank you for the love and the gratitude that you give me because i absolutely love it. it's so funny because this is a real story so when I did Somebody Else's Guy, I saw Jocelyn Brown, right, who's the original singer of Somebody Else's Guy. So I never want to take from another one of my sisters who do what they do, right? Um, I just love that song so much that I just wanted to do my version of it because I loved it at the time. She told me, she said, you sing good now. She said, but you will sing great when you go through a lot of life's lessons. Absolutely. So I never forgot that. And I never told that story to anybody. And uh, I've been going through life's lessons. And I can just tell you that when you go through that, you sing from your gut and your soul differently when you can't, I call it yell singing. <laughs> so you know how you really want to be like, ah, but you can't, you be like, ah, but you're really yelling, singing. You really want to yell at somebody, but you can't. So you sing with um, intention and power. And I think that that's why like people like Jocelyn Brown, Tina Turner, are those, Patti LaBelle, are those people that I absolutely love because they sing from the gut and they say the things you can't say physically, but they exactly. say it singing, yeah. And Kathy Sledge has said to me, the Lord, is the one she sings for. Because she came from a very, very religious family, she and her sisters. And they're very well brought up girls. They're decent girls. They're not whores or druggies or anything. They're very lovely, lovely, lovely people. And yeah, we met most of them. Yeah, I met all of them practically. You cannot find a better family or nicer people than the Sledge family. And she, she is wonderful. Like her whole, like the whole team. Kathy always does an amazing show, which I can tell you from like when she performs to the dancers, to the background, when you see the background, like, you know, you know, her uh, pictures. We saw her in, in a play where she played. <laughs> Who did she play? Oh, I don't remember. It was a TV series. It was an all black. Uh, no, no, no. One of the first all black uh, comedy TV series. And we went to the. No, no, not that. We went and saw her in, in an off Broadway oh, show oh, oh, where she played her. Mama. Who she, no, uh, no, no, no. 
we went to uh, 54 Below in New York City, the nightclub. Okay, okay. She, my, uh, she was playing. Mom, uh, no, shut up. You, you screwed me up now. <laughs> yeah, um, so Mama said and daddy said, Papa said, don't. The famous singer, the greatest oh, singer like in the, the world. Like the Billie Holiday. Billie Holiday. She played Billie Holiday. Oh, one of my faves as well. Yeah, uh, and, and she, she sang was, Billie Holiday. And it was, was great. fucking amazing. But the story that I thought Jimmy was going to tell is, I was best friends with Jane Russell. I knew Betty Davis. I know all the great movie stars in the world that people say, oh, my God, you know them, you know them. Wasn't that exciting? And I say, yeah, it was okay. Now I'm at this preview of a black uh, television show, comedy show, and who do I meet but Kathy Sledge for the first time? Oh I began to jump up and down was, and scream to Jimmy, Jimmy, get up! I was like on the other head. side of the room, and get he's screaming. I, I thought he was hurt or something. No, I didn't have my, <laughs> I didn't have my cell phone. No, I love her. I, love her. I didn't have my cell phone, so I said, Jimmy, get up there. This is I have to run over there and take a picture. I mean, he meets all these like A-list, you know, people, and and, I've been and she's A-list too. But like, she, not, nobody's impressed. And he was telling so, her about how so we are family so, is our song. And, and, as time went on and we became really good friends, she said to me, "Why was your reaction about my song? You know, we are family." I said, "Because there was a time when all gay people were being persecuted and being beaten and and denied." jobs and homes to live in and we used to all get together and we used to sing we are i'm gonna cry <laughs> we used to all sing we are family because that's all we had was each other the white world and the straight world they didn't want us so you understand that my darling no, I, I do love because you know what I feel like people use the narrative of what they want to use when they want to use it whatever makes it work for them. And it's like, no, you don't understand that us girls, Kathy Sledge, Crystal Waters, Robin S., you know, all of us, Evelyn, all of us, like we have been doing the narrative of the LGBTQ crowd, LGBTQ crowd, excuse me, I'm sorry, since the beginning of the 90s. They've changed everything so much. So yes. but what I can tell you is we know that. support the support that I have received as an artist, the love that I have received, the shows that I've been on, the people have told me, hey, I've came out, I've, I've come out to your songs. Like for me, it makes me emotional. Yeah, absolutely. Because I'm just like, I never thought, I was just a kid, 21 years old, writing a song that like, hey, it finally happened to me. I fell in love. Like, and they were like, Hey, I fell in love with my man. I fell in love with my girl. Hey, I fell in love with my guy. Like it was like, it was like gay and straight all at one. And I never knew that it was going to reach that far. It was just one of those songs that I felt in my heart. And when I saw how much people loved it, I can't tell you how. Like to this day, to this day, like I have been emotional about it when I hear it on stuff. I don't think that people understand that. That's the part. That through the fuckery, I will say, right. <laughs> has yeah. kept me going because, and the fuckery is not on like any one person. It's just people who are greedy and want to embody, like you said, Ron, the narrative that makes it work for them instead of saying, hey, these are my folks. These are my people. These are the people that have supported me. These are people that have loved me. And so I'm so thankful and I just can't show 
sometimes how much gratitude I have through the music industry, through people who have supported me, through people who have downloaded all of my songs, through people who have downloaded finally, through people who have downloaded my catalog. And so I'm just so thankful. And I'm just, um, I couldn't say it more just to say thank you so much. I feel blessed. I'm thankful for friends like you who have me on their show and who uplift me and say, hey, you made a difference in my life because just because you're a friend, really your friend doesn't mean it doesn't make a difference, right? No, no absolutely. You did, make, you did make a difference because... For everybody. Because, uh, and I'm, I, 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 have to, I have to insist on saying this. Everyone out there, please, I swear on God, my kids, my dog, Jimmy, my money, no... Uh, that finally makes me nuts. I played it this morning on the computer, and I played it before we went on the show, and I didn't. He stop plays saying, it all the time. Why that that <laughs> song is in my brain, and my feet do not. I have bad knees. I need my knees done. I have bone on bone. I could barely walk sometimes. Finally, it was on. I was dancing like an eighteen-year-old. Plus, I got a new whip, and we like to play it in the car. There's, there's something. <laughs> There's something about that song that that is just so inspiring. I want to bring up a topic, a different topic. Yes. Yeah. So. Thank I, you, Ron. I, oh yeah. Oh, no, no he's fabulous. It's, it's true. I, I, love you. I think I love that you uh, I love you more. That you're very well known in, as a dance club artist. You have five number one Billboard like dance hits, but like you can sing yep. like. Like I went through your catalog. I've in the last since I knew you were coming on. I've been listening to everything that's been released. Um, you have a zillion ballads that show that you are like one of the most talented singers ever. That unfortunately I don't think get the exposure. Oh wait, I have to say something. Right, they don't, they don't get the exposure that they should get. To people know that you're an all around artist and you can sing the fucking phone book. And let's talk. <laughs> let's talk about Wendy Moten. Oh yes, do you know Wendy Moten? I do. I, I know I, me and Wendy haven't spoken in a long time, but I know who you're talking about. So let me say this. What's going on in the world right now of music is I looked at my catalog and there were 92 songs. Of yours? Yeah, she got 92 songs. That disappeared that are in the red on my catalog. Oh, shit. I, I don't lot. understand that. What are you talking about? Um, so... As an artist, you know how people report and say, hey, that you've done different songs, right? Right. And say, hey, um, this is CeCe Peniston in conjunction with this artist. So I looked and I was like, how is it that 92 songs? Disappeared? She's not getting getting paid for them. Hey, but I will, motherfucker. Uh, Absolutely. No, you will. Listen. But listen, listen, they have disappeared. And I'm like, how is it that someone can just change the whole narrative of what what you've done all of a sudden to say that you haven't done it or changed the title or or done anything, right? So this is an an exclusive of stuff I never say. So I'm telling you, Jimmy and Ron, look look on my catalog. Everything is in red. How is it in red that songs that I've done with my voice all of a sudden changed around, that they're not there? I guess people for Listen, I guess people forgot that we had contracts, honey. Yeah. I guess they I thought that I don't have them. Okay. Well, 
So we're so, gonna take that. And then this, and then this. Um, people don't know this, but when you do one song, right, you can do 84 remixes of the same song. So that one song, so let's say you do the one, one song, now you have 84 songs, really. So imagine 92. 92 times 85 is what? A lot. A lot. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I like, really like 8,000 or something. <laughs> it's right. Let's add to that AI. Yeah. Well, I know you can't comment on this, but I want the people out there to know Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, used finally without her permission. At the end of the song. And that is not, no, in the song, the, the guys when they. No, came at the out, end of the movie, yeah. It was like the finale of the fucking out with movie. Those, like, looking like dragons. And, <laughs> and it was wonderful. To hear that in the theater, it was a wonderful piece of work anyway, because the boys were wonderful in their costumes and the choreography was great and her voice. So it was a, a, a moment in the film where you would remember. But how dare they do that without giving you a royalty or some kind of uh, something? They can't just <laughs> Let do Let me give that. you an update. You ready for the update? Yeah. Yeah. I'm I giving you all So the, excuse me, the update is there are contracts. Oh. There are contracts. But finally. Well, you made contracts. So here's what it was. Finally was renamed Overture and Finale, F-I-N-A-L-E. Right. So how is finally the original song getting credit? It's not. Finale got credit. <laughs> so no Overture. No plagiarism. They still stole, stole your song. That's your voice, your song. It, was, it wasn't even like they had a, a make-believe person sing it. It was C.C. Penniston singing it. It was the original recording. Am I correct? Look, was it C.C. Penniston or Cecily? <laughs> who the hell is Cecily? Right. You know, this <laughs> Jimmy, are you feeling what I'm putting down yeah, right now? Absolutely. I totally got it. <laughs> so I'm just telling you that certain things are put in place. This is why I, this is a, bear, uh, a very big thing. Artists, do not let anyone spell your name wrong. Ever. Right. Ever. Ever. Like, if they're like, oh, we made a mistake, correct it. Right. Because what happens is when they do that, that's a whole nother portal. So if they don't spell it C-E-C-E -C -E, put together or they spell it C-E space C-E, now you have two different things. Arts. It's ridiculous. Right. They're trying to jack you. That is so bullshit. I mean, it could, if it's an interview, it could just be a misspelling. But if it's something to do with your actual song, they're trying to jack you. <laughs> yes. I mean, there, there, this, there should be a law or something about it to protect singers. You know, we have, you know, Joya from uh, what? Joya Bruno. Joya Bruno. Do you know who she is? Another, another yes. gorgeous voice. They got Jack too. Yes. I mean, Joya Bruno sings like there's no tomorrow. She's the best. Uh, and she made, she, her music made millions of dollars. And she told us she didn't even have 500 bucks. They robbed her of all her money. I've been to the moment where I had nothing, where I had less, where I had a negative account. And you know what? It was those moments where it wasn't by my own hand, where I said, 
okay, you will F me up again and I'll be ready. And so they did. And I was ready. You're ready. ready. You got You're smart. Ready. You learned. You got smart. You, what you have to do as an artist, and this is to all artists, if you can vocally do all your songs over, now you have another master. Like, this is where, remember when Taylor Swift talked about how, and this is not to start a ongoing settlement, a uh, a pandemic or a, <laughs> a thing. I have to say that just to protect me. All, all artists, make sure your name is spelled right. Make sure your account is in your name. Make sure you can do all your songs over with all your vocals. Then you own the licensing to those masters, right? Yep. If you need to do a live show and you're on tour and, you're, and your voice Oh, oh no. There we go. And your voice goes out, then you already know that you can have a cover down. It doesn't mean that you can't sing. It means that these particular sound people don't know your voice. So you should always cover down on what you're doing. It's funny because someone told me, they're like, have you ever used a vocal version? I said, absolutely. I said, but the difference is, it's not because I'm using it to uh, misrepresent my vocals to anybody, but I'm using it because I know that the sound man doesn't get me and I don't want to fight with him. So I'm like, group two, let's do the vocals. Because <laughs> I want to make sure that people know that I can sing, but there is an issue in this moment. And if you don't want to let the crowd know that there's an issue, you make sure that you cover down. So, so funny because now didn't we, you have a problem with somebody in a song that did the ho oh 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 sound that you uh, created? I don't know. If she, yeah. Did, did, did any did, did they ever stop doing that? Did you stop um, them? not really. But you know what's funny? I have receipts. Just she, she has receipts. I have receipts, but again, because when I googled you, it came up right at the top. <laughs> Of course it did, because it's like, let me make CC instead of her doing what her life work is. Let me attach it to this because then she won't get the credit for doing what she does as an artist. Right. So my thing was this. It's going to be there. I have to address it accordingly, but I do have receipts that say differently. So I could be messy if I wanted to, but I choose not to because you know what? What is that going to really solve? If I'm messy and I say, see, look, this says this and that, I could be messy, right? But what's that really going to do? It may smarten people up to think that they can't get away with this bullshit anymore. You know, we if we take what the government is throwing our way and we don't like it, we deserve it. If we don't like what the government's throwing our way, let's rebel. Let's speak out. Let's change it. We, the people are the people. The government only is the heads that control the people. I agree, with, us. I agree with but you, though, CC, because you no, I, he I, doesn't I, know who the person is and like it, it, it would... I'm a fighter. It might, I would but get it messy. Might reflect, I would get very It might messy. reflect negatively on you in, a, in the long run that doesn't, and the benefit might not outweigh, it might not outweigh I don't the benefit. Care. I would say, listen, bitch, you, you tried to copy and steal something from me. You had no right to do that, and I'm going to make it public. And, oh, she did and, make it public. Everybody shame, knows. <laughs> shame, shame on you, you moron. What, you couldn't come up with something on your own? You had a steal from me? <laughs> I'm from Brooklyn. So here's what happens, Ron. What? I need you to redo what you do 
Like, I need you to redo what you did the first time. And when you can't keep doing it on the way that you really do it, instead of using other people's bodies of work, that reflects on you. I don't have to do anything to you. God has already blessed me and God already covers me. And again, if I make it too public, see, that's how you get your ass kicked. And people don't really understand that. And Jimmy, I know you know what I'm talking about. There's a difference between, hey, this is some bullshit. I'm feeling a certain type of way. You guys obviously see it, right? But if I start going, this person and this person, they're going to be like, oh, you want to name names. Right. So it's not really, if I name names, really, what is it going to do? Okay, so tomorrow. I'm so, going to- but... But but, but I can say this. I can say this. I can put out new bodies of work when the situation is settled. Let me say this. When the situation is settled and all royalties are are pointing to you, to me, there's a difference between, hey, everything is split. It's going to this, this and that. But when all royalties are pointing to me, then I can say, hey, here's my new music. Here's this, here's that. It's a different energy than you doing whatever. And then we'll see what happens because let's be real. The narrative is controlled by the people who want to control it. Right. If you make too much. Oh, shit. No, she's okay. Oh, she? Hang on. We lost audio. Oh, wait, audio, audio. We lost audio. Okay. There you go. Okay. So. If we, if I make too much noise in the wrong way, all it's looked at it, all it's looked at it is, hey, CC is being a problem. She is talking about things that don't need to be talked about. She's not being responsible. As an artist, I still have have a responsibility as an artist, right? Yep. I have a responsibility to the people that let me be in the business and. Um, still support me. And regardless of what the bad part is, it's still one of those things where it's like, okay, let's handle this behind the scenes. And that's what people don't understand. That's why I don't yell. That's why I don't name names. I'll say enough to say, hey, this is enough. I've had enough. Please just let me perform, create memories. Let me love on people. Let me go and perform and do what I do. Let's quit doing this part. Yep. And it's irritating because on a random day, they take me on a roller coaster ride. Yeah. What I can tell you is, let me tell you the good part. You ready? The good part is I learned to be a better businesswoman. Oh, yeah. You have since I talked to you. Like- right. Oh, the so good part cool. is I sing with more intention because when you get mad, you sing a little bit harder in the way that you really want to sing, right? Yes. And the other thing is, Um, You create more music. You decide if you want to be in the business instead of people telling you you have to. Right. So I'm thankful for being in the business since 1991. I'm grateful for the experiences that I had in giving people memories. But at the same time, I don't want to embarrass anybody. I don't want to keep people poking at me, right, because I'm irritated about it. No, I'm irritated about it. But I look calm in the face, so I'm irritated about it. But I don't want it. Really what I want, let's solve it behind the scenes. Let's not keep talking about it. Let me make new music and let's move on. 
move on. Like, exactly. let's move on. This is the move on interview that I can tell you that I want to do with people. I'm, I want, I don't want to keep doing the same. Why is this acting weird, my camera? <laughs> so, oh, shit. And we got to bring on another guest. So we got to like, uh, well, hopefully she comes back. Bring her back real quick so we can back, tell her. Because I have to tell her something. We have to bring her back. Bring her back. Well, she like fell out. I wonder why. I guess cell phones are not good. You're moving the, the, the thing, Jimmy. Oh. Your foot moved the thing. Yes, it's okay. So, um, oh, yeah. Hey, so uh, hey, Juan, is she still there? Can you? Can uh, she might she might have to call back in again. There she go. Oh, she's not there. He says she's not there. Shit. Um, all right, one more minute. Okay, here we'll we go. Okay, here we go. Okay. We okay, I want, say, I want to say something, and this is an exclusive. Tomorrow, I'm going into a recording studio. My name will be PP Peniston, and I'm going to sing normally. <laughs> Here we go. Normally, I feel someone who loves me normally. <laughs> I love you. I love you so much too. Listen, because we got another, we have another guest who's who's waiting to come on. So first off, I want to tell everybody follow CC. You guys on Instagram at CC Peniston. She's going to be at the white party this Sunday. Um, I, I'm going to call you when we get done with the show. Are you going to be around just to find out when you're coming in? Yes, I definitely will. And I also want to say this. I'm going to be at the Georgia Peach Festival on June 3rd. Okay. And I'm going to be at July 31st. July 30th, I'm sorry. I'm going to be at Atlanta City Winery. Um, I, I'll be in Connecticut. I have a couple of things coming up, but those That's are the familiar. main you're right welcome. now. Yeah, we're going to be making, as soon as the strike's over, we're making some movies in Atlanta. Yeah, so I, I love it. They need to stop the bullshit and, and have y'all write and just give y'all what y'all see. That's like the streaming. Don't get me started. Okay. <laughs> well, so I'm gonna, you have to come back so we could discuss it. I'm, yes, we'll talk house. to you. I'm going to call you after the show just so we can find out when you're coming in. So, so hopefully we can like work it out to see you. And um, and, uh, and thank you for coming on and giving Wait. us all these exclusives. Finally. I love you. Love you too. Wait, no Enjoy lyric. you. Bye. No lyrics. <laughs> Finally, I found Cece with a smile on my face. <laughs> Finally, I Yay. found Cece. Hey, hey, yeah. Bye. 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 Come to yes. I love her. All right, girl. you guys. Now we're going to bring She's a our, very smart girl. She's a very next kind guest. girl. She's got a great heart. She's a good, good human being. I'm so proud and happy to know her. Absolutely. So and have her as a good friend. All right. Come on, Juan. Let's bring in our next guest. We kept him waiting. Bring him on in. Hello, hello, Charles. How are you? I'm doing great. I loved uh, listening to the CC chat. That was good. That was great. We love CC. So everybody, Charles did write his little name in there. So this is Charles Rosenay. Is that how I pronounce it? That's correct. Yeah, I did did write it. I don't know why it's not in there. It's certainly under (laughs) my... Um, So all right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, actor, author, producer, Charles Rosenay, with an F in the middle. Uh, it's very nice to meet you, and uh, welcome to the show. Uh, who's the third host there that I didn't meet? Who's that? That's Astro. That's Astro. Our, right. <laughs> Look at that. Our rescue. Astro's name right, right to you. Mention I love his it. name, and he has to kiss me. So yeah. this is my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Ron Russell. How are you? I am wait, great. Wait, are you from New York? I'm in Connecticut now. I wanted to hear where CC's going to be in Connecticut. I'll have to go visit. Yes, we'll find right. out. I'll find out for you. He's in Connecticut. Well, it's not Actually, close to New York. So we met Charles through uh, uh, Kudrosha. 
KO. Girl, oh, KO introduced me to him. KC with the rack. Yeah. <laughs> I never know. I, mean, I wouldn't Ep know. with that. I mean, on my Facebook page, she put such pictures of that rack, and it's great. And nobody comments. They're all afraid. I'm the only one that comments on her tits. He, com he comments on everybody's tits. No, but I, I tell her. I say, I see the sisters want to come out for some air. You know, I do all these jokes, and and CC loves it. She cracks up laughing. I, I think she's a great gal anyway. Yeah, we love KO. We, so. we have, we're going to see her when we – I'm planning on going to New York in July with Jimmy, and KC uh, is uh, on our list. So anyway, let's go to – How, how do you know bit. her? Um, from, from Chiller Theater, we're both there as guest celebrities, and we sign autographs oh, and okay. fans and all that stuff. Yeah. Well, we, we, did a, we did a show with her in a haunted crazy house in St. Asylum on Long Island. I love and it. it. So it's a video. We have the video out. Got a lot of plays, right? Yeah, got like 300,000 plays. Yeah. And it's it's really a campy, fun video. Actually, we should share that some more. I need to do it. All right. So you're an author. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about the author collector thing because for me, uh, which I'll tell everybody in a minute, um, but first of all, so I think I, from what I got, besides the one that up there, you have the book of top 10 horror lists, which it says, uh, I actually read uh, Monsters, Celebrities, Actors, Athletes, and rock stars. the book of top 10 horror lists. So tell me, so that means it's like a, a book where you got the top 10 horror lists from a bunch of famous people, right? Is yeah, that what it is? Exactly. Rock stars. Actors, authors, they all, you know, I've been working on that for many, many years. Got a hundred top 10 lists. Um, it could be anything they wanted their favorite horror movies, their favorite horror uh, themes in films, uh, actors, whatever, as long as it's horror related, the 10 things that scared them, whatever. And I got, you know, one of the Beatles, one of the monkeys, one of the monsters. Actually, wait, I wrote down some of the people William <laughs> Shatner, Ed Asner, Bill Mosley, who we know. John Amplis, Karen Black, who you went out with. I have a date with Karen. Hey, One you night. can go back and tell. Hang on. Butch Patrick, Bill Mummy, Sybil Danning, who you know. Oh, I know Sybil. Jane Weedland's been on our show. Fred Schneider's been on our show. Gloria Gaynor, Mickey Dolan's The Cars. So you had like a lot of, you know, and that's just some because if you've got 100 of them, that's only like 10. So like there's got to be a lot more. Um, but yeah. it sounds like a very interesting thing. And he actually went on a date with Karen Black. I did. Did, uh, you, did you did you did you did you raise that creature from Trilogy of Terror? That little uh, voodoo. No, no. Actually, actually, Karen was kind of uh, lightheadedly funny. She was a very witty girl. We were at the same party, dinner party in New York, and she was bored, and so was I. And I said to her, "I'm going to go to a, a big dance gay club. You want to go?" She said, "Absolutely." So the two of us gave our good nights. We left. Now we're crossing. Uh, I think it was Third Avenue, leaving the apartment. And she, with this long flaming red hair, walked like this, stopping all the cabs and the traffic on, you know, Third Avenue, they kill you. It's a racetrack. Yeah. She didn't care. She walked like Jesus on water. And she was just stopping all the traffic and stopping all the traffic. So then I realized that there was something not all there with her. <laughs> no, but when we, when we got in the club, we just were talking and hugging and, and not kissing romantically, but kissing as friends do. And I just found her to be one of the most charming people I've ever met. And a totally a wonderful woman. Very yes. sad that we lost her. because Very sad. Very sad. You know, she gave me a, a list early on and I used her list as a barometer. You know, I said, here's a sample. If you guys 
want to do a list for me. Here's one that I, I want to share with you. And it intimidated some people because it was so good. She wrote such a good list. So I realized I had to dummy it down a little because some people, you know, if, if they were using that as the, you know, as their, um, as their sample. Yeah, yeah, they didn't want. And uh, so the book did really well. You know, I still sell it at the horror conventions. It's still one of those evergreen titles that never goes out of style. What's great about it is you don't have to be a horror person because the, it's a celebrity book. It's a pop culture book. If you love William Shatner, you want to read his his list. If you love Mickey Dolans from the Monkees or, you know, the original drummer of the Beatles, Pete Best, you want to hear what were their favorite, you know, horror themes. So the book works on a lot of levels. So wait, what are I, I some? I can see that book happening. So what are some of yours? Like, what are some of the, the either movie? Well, did you do? Did you put yourself in the book? You know, I did, but I was very tricky about it. Instead uh -huh. of putting my favorite top ten list, because I've been in a lot of these grade Z, you know, horror movies, I put in my top ten, my top. 10 favorite acting roles in horror movies. Okay. That's so funny though. You just said oh, so my top 10 grade Z movies, which we understand that because we're an independent film a lot of the time too. And, I and make, uh, he I, makes a lot of them too. Cause he's those, in a bunch too. I make those horror movies. Yeah. He makes them too. And so I mean, does he. Really, um, you know, I don't want to die having that as my epitaph that I was in horror movies. <laughs> I've got to get out and do a feature film. I played Elton John on the uh, HBO uh, Flight of the Concords. Great. Two Elton Johns, myself and uh, Oswald, Pat and Oswald. So um, I, when, when people say, really? That's all you do is hire? I can always throw that <laughs> one out. Flight of the Concords with Pat and Oswald. Hilarious. Yeah. So, so just in a general, just in a general, like give us a couple of horror movies that are think, movies that you actually really think are like freaking dope. Well, The Exorcist. Uh, yes. and, and, and if you look at the book, most it seems like most of the celebrities pick that, if not number one, then certainly on their list. Um, what came in number two, which might not be on my top ten list, is Psycho. For me, oh, it's my number one. Yeah, yeah. see, no. so for me, it's a lot of favorites like um, Bride of Frankenstein, Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein, and a movie you may not have heard of, but if you do, I'll be impressed. Called Phantom, Phantom of the Paradise. I love Phantom of the Paradise. Paul Williams. Oh my God! I gotta tell you a story. Okay, so I got asked to, to produce a new movie, and Paul Williams is part of it. And the lady said, "You know, Paul Williams is going to be doing the music for it, some of the music with this other guy." And 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 I said, "The Paul Williams?" And she said, "Yeah." And I said, "You mean Phantom of the Paradise, Paul Williams?" And she said, "Nobody knows that movie." I was like, "That was the very first movie that I was allowed to go see without anybody with me. I got to go all by myself. It was the very first movie that I ever." horror movie that I ever got to see. And when he gets his face, you know, I pressed in the record pressing machine. I mean, it was the greatest movie ever. I like love that movie. May I say something about Psycho? Yes. Back in 1960, yes. Hollywood never permitted blood, bullet holes or anything in any films. So we, the audience were ignorant people. We just believed what the make-believe Hollywood was. Yes. Now my girlfriend Hilda and I go to see Psycho and 10 minutes into the film, I see blood, knife wounds, chick, 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 mortified. The audience was mortified. We had never seen any. That was the most horrible movie I ever saw because it was the first movie I ever saw that was a true horror movie. But now now we're, we're numb. 
I mean, I go to Plus all the these, star gets killed at the beginning. You know, I go to all these red carpets that my friends' movies are, and I thought oh, there goes another throat cut, another tongue cut out, another eyeball flew out. You know, it's boring. What more can they do in horror? What do you think? But the brilliance of Hitchcock was there was no blood, there was no wounds. You I saw the blood going down the bathtub. Yes, going yeah. down the, the yeah the, the the juice going down the. But you never saw the actual. I mean, you didn't have to. It didn't have to be the explicitness because well, it was so they wasn't allowed. Censors wouldn't allow it because then it would have been a murder, a kill film. Where like people, you know, people pay money to see snuff real, film. Oh, snuff, real, snuff film. Yeah, yeah snuff, snuff film. film. So he, he had to keep it. He did it well. He did it very clever. So to me, that was the ultimate start of horror movies. From then on, then we had. He also the, likes uh, the original Night of the Living Dead. Oh, I love that one. Classic. Uh, in fact, fire and eating barbecued persons. Oh, I love that. Right behind me. The cover of my book of top ten horror lists. Uh, at the top, I put all the classics. You know, I put the Bella Lugosi and Boris Karloff and Lon Chaney and all the musts. But if you go down, yeah, I put in uh, uh, George Romero, George Romero, and Linda Blair because I thought those two deserve to be in the echelons of. Now, what does your book sell for? Uh, Twenty-four ninety-nine on Amazon. So it makes a nice coffee table book. It does. It does. That got me going. You know, this is like a second career for me. I've always been an entertainer, a DJ, an MC at parties. I've always done conventions. I produce Beatles conventions and uh, paranormal conventions, all this stuff. But the books really gave me like a, something new to do. The second one was True Ghost Stories of Connecticut, which is exactly what it is. The, 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 the deal was it had to be true and they had to have something to do with Connecticut. But my newest book is the follow-up to the horror book, and that's Top Ten Beatles List, the book of Top Ten Beatles List. So I got celebrities to give me their top ten favorite Beatle themes. It's all pop culture stuff. It's the stuff we love. And I a very, very big market for it. So you actually – Wait, wait, wait. Could you – when we come – I think we're coming into New York in July, and we will see KC. And we will do another uh, investigation into ghosts. Yes. What? Where do you recommend that we go in Connecticut? Because she lives up in Maine, and we're no, on Long Island. In Connecticut, I thought. No, she lives in Maine. She lives, oh. yeah, yeah, further up in New England. So we're going to connect. Um, I'm part of a, a, a team called the Shaman and the Showman. I'm the Showman. I don't have any psychic abilities. I don't have any powers, but my partner does. His name is Nick Roseman. He's the real deal. Just like Ko, I mean, he can walk into a room and know if someone died in that room, who they were, what they were. He's got those telepathic, uh, par paranormal powers. So we'll get together with you guys. We'll find. Oh, we team it up, and we'll video. It. Yeah, and we videotaped the whole thing on phones. We all like everybody was like video, and it was hilarious. Yeah, I mean, we had we, such and, a good and time. And we always have a celebrity in that show. Tremendous. So we don't know who the celebrity is yet, but whoever's available in New York at the time and they want to do it. They'll be in the show. With so wait, okay. So I want to go back because, like, I'm a collector, and you have the new book, the book of the top ten Beatle lists. Yes. And one of the things, and this is probably like stupid because you've done so many things, but one of the things that really drew me to say, "Oh my God, I really want to have this guy on the show," is the fact that 
you were the Beatles expert on an episode of Collector's Call on MeTV uh-huh. with uh, Lisa Welchel. Right. And, uh, he loves that show. And I love that show. Even when they're collecting shit that I don't like, I love to watch the show. Like the people who collect, what was it, uh, Dolly Parton stuff. Like I really couldn't give two shits about it to have a house filled with a fucking $5 million for the Dolly Parton shit. But, but I watched it anyway. But the fact that you were like on it, you know, like uh, – uh, I think it's the coolest thing ever, and so so. And, and you sent me pictures. I mean, you've been a Beatles fan since you were like a little kid. Yeah, I've been from from the, the, my first memory in life. We're, we're seeing the Beatles on Ed Sullivan and watching, you know, Bride of Frankenstein with my mom. But on Collector's Call, they brought me in as the monkeys expert. Oh, you were the monkeys expert for now. I thought you were the Beatles expert. Okay, I, I was the monkeys guy. But what's really funny is I put this in my horror book. And I put it in my Beatles book, and you're gonna it, it'll it'll all make sense because one of the first photos that I found of myself it's crazy, and I don't know if you guys can see this, but it's me in my pajamas as a little chubby bro- boy growing up in the Bronx, and here I'm playing with all my monster Frankenstein, and there's the creature from the Black Lagoon, and it looks like a monster. But look what's, on, look what's on my wall, a poster of the Beatles. Oh yeah, you know. <laughs> that's funny. Okay. So that summed me up as a kid. Where were you from in the Bronx? Uh, East 181st Street near Tremont Avenue. I know where that is. I know very well. My friend Barbara doesn't live far from there. So uh, that, that neighborhood's rough. No, she's not there. That, right, that neighborhood's rough now. You can't go there. without no. a, You need no. a cat in the tank. No, you you need, you need an armored truck, right? You could be all Jews, all Jewish people up there. Yeah. So. It was. It was. Um, I think it was a wonderful little town in the fifties. I think though, what you do, um, uh, it, I, I think it's like fascinating because I love it all. So these are some of the things. So first of all, he does tours, right? Yeah. So he's got a Beatles tour to Liverpool in London. He does a ghost tour. He's got Paracon three uh, coming up, I think. Right? I saw Saturday. Saturday. Paracon's this, this Saturday. Saturday. This Saturday in Connecticut, and then he also, which I don't know, did I write it down? Yes. He has a fucking tour, and it's Dracula tours to Transylvania that he takes people to Transylvania. The real Transylvania. The real deal. Romania. Yeah. Uh, let me tell you a quick story. I would love to do Wait, that. <laughs> this is a true story. I'm not making it up or making it any better. I'm flying to New York on a red eye. Sitting next to me is a woman called Olivia. Uh, oh, I forgot her last name. She had on a black hood with a long black coat like a cape. And I found out she was from Transylvania. Can you believe this? Wow. Midnight flying to New York in a dark airplane. And it turns out that her husband was the famous painter um, who I have on my wall, his beautiful stuff. Why don't I remember names? His name, Saz, Andre Saz was the painter. He's the painter that has in Israel, the hand holding the rose of of hope. Wow. Painting in Israel. So I said to her, I said, uh, Olivia, you look like a vampire. You're from Transylvania. I said, you know, do you have fangs? And she like this. She said, no. But it was weird. Anyway. What you, should have, <laughs> what you should have asked her is why did you need an airplane to fly from Transylvania? Right, right. But she was lovely. So and then we became friends. And when I came back to California, she lived in Homely Hills next door to Jaja Gabor. And she hated Jaja Gabor. She said Jaja Gabor was a show-off and a phony. And she said, and I have more furs and diamonds than Jaja has. So I thought, 
What a bunch of nuts. So I'm going to tell people because you have websites for everything. So it's like I, I didn't write them all down. But I know that there's a website for the Beatles tour to Liverpool. What is that? That's www.liverpooltours.com. And then let's go to Dracula Tours to Transylvania. www.dractours, D-R-A-C, dractours.com. So now how often do you guys do that? Once a year. Once a year we do the Beatles tour in the summer in August during Beatle week. We bring people over for 10 days. We go to London and Liverpool, and it's for a Beatles fan, it's it's the ultimate. And then the Dracula tour is every over Halloween. It's October 27th through November 3rd every year. And people go on this vampire vacation and they have the greatest time. It's it's not just sightseeing during the day, it's partying at night. And we combine the reality and the history of Vlad, Vlad Tepish, Vlad the Impaler. Yeah, we go to all the ca- – there's three castles we go to, and we uh, and it combines with the Dracula legend. We follow in the footsteps of the Bram Stoker uh, Dracula novel. People love it. Sure, that's – I would fucking love to do that. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> a lot of fun. I like love it. So just well, wait a minute. What does that tour cost? That's uh, like $29.99. That's not a lot. $2,000. $2,000. Okay, that's yeah, good. That's inc- a week. Inclu- including airfare, hotels. Oh, that's a good deal. Everything except meals and souvenirs. I Very think that's good. terrific. The reason I-, I ask price is our people want to know. Because then later, after the show's over, they all email me, Ron, did you find out how much it costs? So I make it easy. <laughs> so tell us how much does it cost to go to the Beatles? The Beatles one is the same price without air. And then, an, and then there's an add-on option because it's a few days longer, and England's a England's a little more expensive than Romania. Um, but what made you come up with the idea, though? Like, uh, like you wake up one day and say, "Gee, I love like horror movies, so I'm gonna fucking make a a, a trip taking people to see Dracula's Castle in Transylvania." I'm I'm one of these guys. If I get an idea, I have to follow it through. And the idea was, what places would I want to go to? You know. I don't want to go. I can't go to the Catskills anymore with my parents because the Catskills is gone. So I got to find places that I'm, that I'm going to enjoy that is part of my current uh, a, a DA, you know, and my, my current. So uh, it's Beatles. It's rock and roll. It's horror, scary stuff. And the Beatles tour I've been doing, this is my 40th year. We, this year, you know, is our 40th anniversary. So uh, somewhere down the line, we said, what, what else do I love? What else would I want to do? And now we've been doing the Dracula tour for 25 years. Oh, my now you God. You don't even the, look that old. You brought up the Catskills. <laughs> In Gershwin, what was the name of the famous uh, uh, resort up there, the one that everybody went to? Is that the one on Miss Maisel? Well, I never went to Grossinger's, if that's the one you mean. Grossinger's. That's <laughs> a, <laughs> I went to everyone about that. I loved all the old ladies, right? Do you remember what knockers were, the wooden knockers? Uh, I, I don't know anything from knockers. Oh, well, all the old broads had diamonds on every finger, bracelets, Rolex, everything, and they couldn't clap because of the ruling. So you know what they gave them? A stick with a knocker at the end, and if they liked what you did, they banged on the table with the knocker. I loved it. I, I used to call it the Jewish Alps because, you know, I'm part Jewish, so I was allowed. And I used to perform up there. Oh, and I... Oh, when I had a booking up there, they loved me. Oh, they would go crazy over me because I was risque, kind of like Lenny Bruce of the day, which was very shocking back in 1961 and two. Wonderful memories of, of the Jewish Alps. Loved it. So wait a second. We, we have lost so many things today 
that was so wonderful. Yeah. How did you become? So how did you get pegged as the as the monkeys expert? I mean, you must know a lot about collectibles in general because you're in this world. I do, know. I do, and I also um, I also uh, produced a lot of the monkeys conventions through the years, and I've interviewed the guys. I was friends with Davy and Peter, um, so I'm kind of that go-to monkeys media guy. Uh, the Beatles is everywhere. So that, you know, that's more of a specialty, but I just want you just a flashback right now. I saw someone on stage once who reminded me so much of you was also risque Ron, a guy by the name of Dick Sean. Oh, I'm Dick Sean. Sure. You, you exude Dick Sean. Cause I was compared to Dick Sean when I was young, they thought we looked alike. We were tall and the same hair and Dick and I had the same sense of humor. Same. Yeah, same. same. It's so funny. Right. Dick Sean. Dick Sean was in a wonderful movie called The Mad Mad World. Yeah, it's a Mad Mad World. Wasn't that a fabulous movie? Best, so, best comedy of all time. Best, 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 best. He was. Like also, he might have also been in Way Way Out with uh, Jerry Lewis and um, uh, uh, Stevens. What Connie Stevens? I think. Right. Ron knows all. Like so, he's right. basically like. Uh, and he used to have a show called Set the Record Straight on TV here, and he would interview all the legends of Hollywood, and Jane Russell was his best friend. Wow. So he like knows, so I met a lot he of He met Elizabeth Taylor and Tab yeah. Hunter. He knows all those people. Tab, Tab was a good friend also, but uh, Elizabeth, I mean, Jane, Jane Russell introduced me to so many celebrities. See, we, you know, we should have combined on my book of top 10 list because you could have you could have probably gotten me half the celebrities. I wouldn't have had a find <laughs> myself nuts finding their emails and getting oh, into it. I knew them all from Betty Davis down to uh, Elizabeth Taylor. I yeah. know. Oh, I knew. It was the era. It was the 50s and 60s, and that was my time. Shirley Jones. So, you know, living here and, and socializing back and forth between New York and California. And, yeah, I've met a lot of them. They were all not, I met the nice ones. The ones I didn't like, I didn't talk about. So wait, let's go back. So what are you, some of your, some of like indie horror films that you like? Like, so, so like he's got uh, Clown Motel 2 and Clown Fear. Clown Motel 1, Clowny. Clown Motel 2. He just did Clowny, but it's not out yet. Right. He's and like, soon to do Clown Motel 3. <laughs> I want to, I want to be in it. Find a role for me. I want to be in it. Contact Joe Kelly. Yeah, we can get you in it. But uh, I'm telling you, I'm in, I'm in, one more clown movie, I'm going to kill myself. What <laughs> kind of horror movies have you been in? Like, I looked on your, I looked on IMDb. I, I have to say, I didn't recognize any of the names of any of them, so like, I didn't know what they actually were. But, but like, yeah. I think a zombie one though, right? One of them, I think, was a zombie. Was one of yeah, them? Zombie Chronicles was done by Scared Stiff. It was a three-parter, and uh, I get shot in the head in it, and they do a really good blood through the head. I, I think this guy, this one guy who uses me a lot. Um, it, it scared stiff productions. He does it just to kill me because I've been killed. I've been killed with a stapler in the head. I was killed uh, with gunshots in the neck. Um, the the one I just the one I just mentioned was the oh, and in a movie called Pink Eye, I was killed with a crowbar, and it was through the neck, through the top. A great effect, which in the movie it loses it because in the still it looks great. Uh, I'll tell you an interesting story on that one. They called me in to be a psycho, a patient in, in the asylum. And they go, just do whatever you want, you know, whatever's going to look crazy. And at one point, the two leads are in the front, and I just walked backwards in slow motion. <laughs> just it hit me to do that. And they went, wow, I don't know if a psycho would do that, but it looks great on screen. <laughs> 
Do you watch like like? Did you see Terrifier too? I haven't seen either Terrifier yet because I got kids who only will let me now watch. They wouldn't watch horror movies forever, and now the deal is I can't watch it unless I watch it with them. How how old are your kids? Sixteen and eighteen. Because Terrifier, it's it's really like Terrifier too. I I thought it was overly bloody and it's really. I, I not, won't watch it. I he won't watch it. I, like, like I only watched it because it's like basically it's one of the most, you know, successful horror movies you know around. No doubt. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you that I took my kids to see um, uh, Drag Me to Hell when they were three, and then uh, all these really bad movies, and they would sit and they'd laugh. They'd laugh at the scariest scenes, and then. <laughs> And then they grew up a little, and by the time they were ten, that was it. They were they understood what scaring was, and for about three or four years, until I, I actually ran a haunted attraction in Connecticut. We had um, Connecticut's largest indoor haunted attraction, Fright Haven, which I owned for about twelve years. And they became actors in there, and that's when they got their chops back, and they no longer afraid to see things. And now nothing, you know, nothing scares them. It's great. That's fun. I'm so against blood and gore. For young people to watch that, I don't think it's healthy. That if I have a script comes my way and they kill me in a bloody way, I won't accept the script. So the only he also doesn't want the fake blood in his hair because it doesn't come out easy. Right. <laughs> I was in a movie where I got killed, but uh -huh. I was in the basement when a gigantic rat ate me. So you oh, never nice. saw it happening. But I'm not a. I, I don't think it's uh, healthy for young kids to see all this gut, bloody killing, stabbing, shooting, murder. I, I, I don't think young people should see that. I think they should see happy things and productive things, not negative things. But I'm in the movies. But like, what's your personally? Do you have a personal favorite horror movie that's like your go-to horror movie that you um, like? Yeah, yeah, but it's not an independent. It's if if I'm you know trying to turn people on to horror. Uh, I'll usually go with The Shining because it's wonderful film. Such a wonderful film and the direction and there's some sub scenes scenes are just jaw dropping. But also it doesn't use the typical horror tropes. You're not going to find it being done late at night with darkness and th and lightning. It's the opposite. It's in the right. snow. It's bright. It's you know it, it it's able to scare without using the the typical uh, go tos. It was done so well. It really was. They gave you enough in small doses. They didn't overwhelm you with a bunch of shit that you had to wait an hour for. You know, like remember years ago before you saw the monster half of the movie went by and right. you're saying, well, when is the monster coming? It's a boy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This film gave you the beginning spooky, this spooky. It just gave you just the right amount. It's very beautiful film. Wonderful. And of course, Nicholson was brilliant in it. Do you like The Lost Boys? Like that's my favorite movie. Is The Lost Boys? I've. So, so, all right. What song did they? What song did they do when uh, Carlos Feldman was in the bathtub? Oh, uh, oh, I don't remember. I ain't got no home, but I'm boom, boom, boom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's by Clarence Frogman Henry. It was his only hit, but this guy happened to have opened for the Beatles. So, ah, so look at all these degrees, six degrees of separation we got going here. So we've got the Howard connection because of Lost Boys. He opened for the Beatles. Got to tell you guys this amazing story. I'm in New Orleans and I've got a ghost tour. It's a weekend ghost tour where I brought, you know, 20 people. We're going to all the uh, scariest sites in New Orleans. We'll do the ghost walk, the vampire walk, the witch walk, the voodoo walk. A fill, filled weekend. Check into the hotel. I'm wearing a Beatles shirt. My buddy's wearing a Beatles shirt. 
uh, talk to the girl behind the desk and she says, who, what is that Beatles? Is that like bugs? And I go, no. <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious? I mean, you could ask me that question. Really? I go, who, you ever heard of the monkeys, the Rolling Stones, Led Zeppelin? She hasn't heard nothing. I, so I'm, you know, I'm not being racist, but I say, have you heard of Stevie Wonder, Aretha? She goes, no, no. Michael Jackson. Yeah, yeah, I know Michael. And I go, who do you know? She goes, I know Clarence, Clarence Henry Frogman. Oh, shit. <laughs> the guy he's talking about had the song in the movie. Yeah, yeah. Stay, the stay with me. Stay, Ron, stay with I me got, here. I gotcha. And I say, how do you know this guy? Because my brain knows that he was an opening act for the Beatles. She goes, he's my neighbor. That's how come I know him. <laughs> how old was this person? Uh, this gal behind uh, 1920. That's why. So did she introduce yeah. you to him then? That's the second part of the story. I say, I don't believe you. What's your address? She gives me the address. I put it in my phone. Guys, I leave the hotel. I go right to his house. <laughs> I knock on the door. Now, I knew it was his house because it was adorned by frogs. This His, his whole front yard, his steps, everything was frogs, frogs, frogs. And I knock on the door. A woman comes out and she goes, Henry, one of your fans is here. <laughs> <laughs> she lets me in. He is so proud when fans come to his door. He signed autographs for me. We took pictures. And while I'm there, I said, hey, I'm writing a book. Can I ask you who's your favorite Beatle? What was your favorite memory? Blah, blah, blah. Got 10 answers out of them. Put it in the book. And you made me think of that because you mentioned the Lost Boys. Because I love the Lost well, Boys. I once did a, a lecture in a school, and I mentioned Jane Russell, and this kid in front of me had a blank face. He didn't know who she was. And then I said, do you know who she is? He said, no. I said, do you know who Barbara Streisand is? He said, no, but I've heard of her. <laughs> so I thought to myself, "Oops, we, we, we do, we're doing something wrong in this country. Yeah. So we have – we, we have three minutes left. Tell us what Paracon is since it's this weekend. Tell us yes. what it is. Yes, it's, uh, we, we produced the first ever paranormal convention in Connecticut. There's two now. They're both great. Ours is this Saturday, May 13th, at the Ansonia Armory, which is this old, maybe haunted fort. Ansonia, Connecticut is in the valley, which is the most haunted section of Connecticut. And we'll probably visit there if you come you know, to New York. Um, and uh, it's from 11 to 6. Paracon with two ends.org is the website. I host it with my partner, Nick, the shaman and the showman. Maybe yes. we'll do this again and we'll both come on together and we'll Absolutely. only talk spooky stuff next time. We love it. Uh, it's fantastic. I love everything you do. So I know you said you're not on Instagram that much, but your Instagram is Charles Rosenay. Yes. Uh, what does the F stand for? Fred. I wanted to say Frankenstein, but I'd be lying. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys check out Charles Rosenay's Instagram, uh, check out all his websites and, and, uh, and you can also get the books on your website, right? If, books on Amazon is the, is the cheap way to get a signed copy. Yeah. Get in touch with me. Um, the, the websites for the books is www.bookoftop10horrorlists.com or bookoftop10beatleslists.com. So what's the next one going to be? Uh, it's going to actually be the, the book of top 10 Jimmy and Ron uh, stories that they can't tell in public. 
<laughs> we'll it'll have lots. I know a lot of people in horror, so if you need like horror people for, a, if you do a sequel, I, I'm friends with every. We're friends with everybody. Um, and I knew Christopher Lee. How do you like that? Wow! 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 wow. And what? he wasn't very nice. <laughs> no, no, he was not. He didn't like that. He you only a, knew he did Dracula. He was a snob, and he was sort of rude. His wife had to apologize to me for him. I was wow. at a cocktail party. You at, got at one the, minute at a friend's house in Beverly Hills and Christopher was there and he was standing next to me and his wife. And I began to speak to him and I said, you know, you've done a brilliant job with Dracula. You really brought a new dimension to it. And he was six foot five and he stood there and said, I have done more than Dracula. I have played <laughs> many parts in many movies. He thought you were Dick Sean. You got to forgive him. No, no. <laughs> meanwhile, we gotta go. Wait, we gotta go. Yeah. meanwhile, no, I was no. back by it and I leaned against the wall and I made all the lights flicker and people thought that Shelby, the, the hostess, Shelby Goodman, was asking everybody to leave. So it was a chaotic evening. So you guys, this is Charles Rosenay. Uh, check out all his stuff. We'll have you back. It's super nice to meet you. And um, we will have you back and have a great time at Paracon this weekend. Um, and thanks for coming on the show. And everybody else, thanks for tuning in because we got to go. We're out of time. Woo! Thanks, Charles. Thanks. <laughs> Bye-bye. Yay. Yeah, we in the mix. Yeah, we in the mix. It's another episode. Here we go. The Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Interviewing the hottest, newest, and truest of today's celebrities. Make sure to subscribe so you can get notified weekly. Jimmy Star, he's the king of cool. Ron Russell, he's a gorgeous dude. Chat room is live and you would be a fool not to vibe with us at the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. So come watch it live on W4CY Radio. Miss some past episodes? Download on iTunes. The Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. It's the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Oh.